Welcome to a short, truncated edition, holiday edition of, of uh, the Capital Weekly broadcast when we talk about who had the worst week in California politics. The worst week. Worst week. Worst week. Tim, what do you think? Well, you know, this was actually an interesting week to look at this because there was a lot going on. It was the end of session. Uh, a lot of bills went in and then a lot didn't come out. And Looking at what's happened over the past week, we sort of thought, we being you and I, not not the royal yeah. we, not it's the royal we. Group. It's uh, a staff's group of Tim Foster and John Howard. Okay, go ahead. So we would say that uh, the folks pushing uh, the legislative employee unionization bill, which died right at the very last you know moment before going over the finish line, uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Jim Cooper. Uh, they had a pretty bad week. And you could see from the response on Twitter, people were pretty, pretty dang mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, I got out of the Senate 31 to 2. This is 1577 by Mark Stone. The Judiciary Committee, Assembly Judiciary Committee Chair, it got out 31 to 2 in the Senate. looked to me, uh, and I haven't followed the bill in detail, it looked to me like it had a pretty good shot. But looking at past history, I can tell you that legislators really don't like a unionized workforce within the Capitol. They don't really like that. And it could have been that 31-2 vote in the Senate was essentially a throwaway vote, knowing it was going to die in the Assembly. That's my suspicion. Um, there are a lot of problems with organizing, having a labor union representation in the legislature, having collective bargaining in the legislature. Would that mean you could strike at 10 minutes to midnight on the last day of the session? You know, I saw, I saw people theorizing that on Twitter. Uh, you know, the argument there is, you know, staffers don't want to see the bills they've worked on all year go down because of strike either, which I think is pretty. Yeah, that pretty makes sense. Argument, yeah. Actually. yeah. And there were exclusions in the bill that made a lot of sense too. management was excluded. Obviously, chiefs of staff were excluded and they handled a lion's share of the duties in any legislator's office. Um, so there are some protections written into the bill. There's some advantages to the workforce written into the bill. And at the end of the day, Knowing what we know now of the last three years or so, uh, what working conditions are like in the Capitol and what many reporters for decades have heard about what it's like working the Capitol for um, mercurial bosses, this is probably a good bill, but it didn't make it. And uh, it make it, what is it, four times in five years it's been tried and defeated. So maybe it'll come back next session. We'll see. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any question this is going to come back. Uh, it, it's whether or not it'll make it this time. This is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the farthest this bill has ever gone. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and it looked like it was on its way. Yeah. There were some really interesting things that happened in this. For one thing, uh, Republicans voted for this bill, which, you know, frankly, I didn't really expect. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't expect, but there was. And then also it was really interesting that, uh, you know, Jim Cooper made a statement after he sort of killed the bill in the committee. And he said, hey, part of my job as committee chair is to make sure my members don't have to take tough votes. This was going to be a tough vote. So I took that off the table. And all these people said, hey, he said the quiet part out loud. But the reality is that is part of leadership is that you do have to make a decision uh, where something might ultimately put your members in a bad position. And it's better to just Better to just take the bullet yourself and and let the other members go. He's leaving legislature. He's going to be the sheriff 
in Sacramento. So, uh, yeah, so that's right. yeah. this is not really going to, you know, not really going to hurt <laughs> it. So, uh, but the interesting, there were some interesting things going on there. I know Lorena Gonzalez was, of course, apoplectic that this did not go. Uh, she had been working this very, very hard when she was in the legislature and, of course, now works for a labor organization. So, well, you think she's apoplectic now. Let's see what happens when Newsom gets a hold of the, the bill dealing with the UFW. Um, let's see how that works out. How's that going to go? They marched all the way to Sacramento from Delano. Uh, obviously, UFW and Lorena are closely allied. She brought them in to the Labor Federation when she took over the new job uh, a while back. It would expand the right of labor, uh, excuse me, of farm workers to organize, make it easier for them to have elections, no, both and- by mail, by the way. Uh, which we all do anyway now. So just yeah. a clarification. So the UFW already can organize, but it, it was changing the manner in which what the organizing could be done. Is that correct? The, it the changes the way they can vote. Okay. Uh, well, maybe other things as well. But the principal change is the way they can vote. By voting by mail, it precludes them from being, hopefully precludes them from being intimidated by management in the field. If you keep a distance between them and management and vote, uh, it's something they want. And we'll see what happens there. But now Lorena's probably not happy with this vote we had on uh, 15 on Stone's bill. On the, There's no question she was not happy. Yeah, she was yeah. really vocally not happy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when, when we return in a while after the vacation, we'll see what happens with maybe we'll see what happens with this bill by then. And, We'll have another worst week in California politics. Yeah, we'll see. Or, or does he uh, drag? Does Newsom drags out? I think he's got another month to sign to to sign or veto these. Correct? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So, so. well, we hope that you're okay. all having enjoyable Labor Day, uh, even if Lorena Gonzalez is not. And the and the best part is for these legislative employees. Now they're going to be able to take their vacation times and go and walk precincts for their bosses. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, their vacation, <laughs> what more fun vacation could there be than like going up to Shasta County or Fresno or, you know, Castaic, wherever it is that your boss yeah. is from and, and taking your vacation time and door knocking. I mean, God, it's so much fun. It did. You know, when it's 105 degrees, probably 100 degrees. Uh, yeah, it's good. Think of it as a weight loss regimen. That's about all it is. <laughs> Some exercise, yeah. So, anyway, well, thanks, Sean. Okay. Uh, we'll um, we'll have a regular full episode next week, uh, and our guest is going to be Joe Radota, and he's going to be talking about uh, his podcast he just just posted uh, recently and the political aspects of the Hillside Strangler killings, which is I thought a pretty darn interesting topic. Yeah, sounds good. Tim, I'll talk to you later. This is John Howard saying thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time around. Thanks. The Capital Weekly Podcast is produced by Tim Foster for Open California. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll go onto iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations.